Shelf Pleasure contains strong language and descriptions of sexual acts and violence. It is intended for mature audiences, and listener discretion is advised. Additional themes may be discussed that listeners find triggering, and we encourage all listeners to check the episode descriptions for content warnings to decide if this podcast is right for you. Welcome back, friends. You are listening to Shelf Pleasure. We're your hosts, Krista and Kelsey. And if you've never been here before, we're going to tell you about a red hot book we just read and then whether we liked it or not. And I feel like we've been on a string of or nots lately, but I feel like we should say we do actually look for books that we think that we and hopefully you will enjoy. Yeah, we never, we do not purposefully pick books that we think we will not enjoy, except for Dead of Vipers. We're not bitchy on purpose. Yes, it just happens sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but if we, if we don't like something, and you do, of course, please don't let us take that from you. We, we still are, love you. We're here to be judgy towards the book and not you. So, yeah. um, but before we start getting judgy. Uh, do we have any, like, editor's notes from Baby and the Late Night Howlers? I do have an editor's note. Amazing. And it was that I couldn't remember if there was a saying that was, a uh, fuck a fever. Oh, yes! And I learned, I've basically just had to accept about myself that sometimes the things that I think I know, I mistakenly learned from fan fiction. This happens An a honest lot. mistake. This happens a lot more than I think should happen. But the, the saying is actually like, starve a fever, feed a cold. Okay. And so the fan fiction, for anyone that is interested, is called Older. And it's by Naughty Bits. And it's a Buffy and Spike fan fiction because that was one of my number one bullshits. And this is a... Where is it hosted? Like, where does it live? She has her own um, website that still exists, and it's Naughty Bits, N-A-U-T-I-B-I-T-Z. She is one of the most prolific spuffy fan fiction writers ever. Her stuff is so good. Super filthy, super hot, just well-written. 10 out of 10 recommend this one. Older is about, it's basically a stepfather pick where, like, Spike <laughs> is her stepfather. and uh, But in it, there's, like, a scene in it, minor spoiler for this, where they both have colds and they're hooking up. At one point, he does, like, fuck her with a popsicle, which was very hot. Um, but, Inventive. <laughs> yes. But in it, um, there's a scene, like, while they're doing it. And Spike says, what's the what's that old saying? He straightened his arms to look down at her as he pumped, touched her damp hair. A drop of his sweat fell onto her lips. Fuck a fever. And then she licked her lips and palmed his flexing pectoral muscles. Fuck a fever. Lick a cold. He nodded. That's the one. See, it's all part of the healing process. Mm, she smiled. Fuck my fever, Spike. Fuck it. Oh, my that's a little ex. That's a dramatic reading from Older by Naughty Bits. I am so glad and, that you uh, did the research. That has and not only I found the I, saying, but you found the fic. Yes. I, as soon as I realized that it was not something that people said, I was like, I know exactly where I learned that from. And I just 
believed that it was a common thing that people said about cults. This is Fuck I fever. have learned so much Fuck in the fever, last three minutes. <laughs> I now I am going to say that. So thank you for sharing. You're welcome. I can't wait for an occasion where I get to use that. Yeah, that will be my um, put it on my tombstone inventor of fuck a fever lick cult. But no, I'm not even the inventor. I stole it from a fan fiction. So just a prolific user. Yeah, I wanted to spread it out to the masses. Well, you've shared it with us, and I feel like that's important. So I don't think I have any editor's notes from Baby. You didn't um, mistakenly. <laughs> Believe a fan fiction fact that you made up in your head is real? Shocking. I, I did get a lot of feedback, though. Um, maybe a little bit of biased feedback because they know him, though, that um, everyone really enjoyed hearing Brian's perspective, uh, especially since he did pick the book. So that was very sweet. And for everyone that uh, reached out to let us know that they enjoyed that, thank you. Yeah, we're uh, glad. You, you, I mean, you always make our day when you listen to our bullshit, ever. Um, but you made his as well. So, yes. um, you know, extra, extra goodness there. But... Um, if we have no other editor's notes, then I am so excited Are to get into... To... Welcome to Happy Holidays! Yay! Um, so, the book that we read for this week was also our book club's pick for December. So, huge shout out to the Max Cash Book Club for reading this with us. We love you all so much. And you've already heard us talk about this. So, if you listen for a second time, it's it's a greater love than we deserve. Yes. One, we forced you to say, read smut. I was going to say we love you, you little perverts, but really, like, we're the perverts in that group. It's not really. The, the book club is, Everyone like, else everyone, is coming around, though. We're, we're slowly corrupting them. It's, it's been such a tremendous... I like that we oscillate between uh, murder... And porn. And porn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we we live in the limits. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So the book in question is A Merry Little Meet Cute by Julie Murphy and Sierra Simone. And Julie Murphy is best known to me as a YA author. Mm-hmm. Um, she has some adult and middle grade work as well. But she wrote like Dumplin' and Pudding and If the Shoe Fits and a ton of other books. Like she, she has a really um, big catalog. And if you read this with us and loved it, great news. You have so many other books by both of these authors that, that are available to you. Um, and then the other half is Sierra Simone, who wrote Priest, which we read. That was our second episode ever. Yes. Um, but she also wrote the Thorn Chapel series, which I am dying to read. Me and too. also the new Camelot series, which I'm also dying to read. She's just the way that she writes smut, I am very into. Yeah. And she then, writes her smut writing is very hot. And this book was published in September of this year. So we are very, very excited to have something to read that is so recent and so timely, like mm-hmm. with it being like winter holidays now. So this was, this was an absolute delight. And there's a bunch of other things in this book that I was excited about. I mean, you can look at the cover and see that the female main character is a plus size woman and there's no question about it. It's very deliberate representation yes. and it's, it just gets from the cover. It just gets better. So we kind of, we open with a real bang, I think, in this book. 
because it starts with Teddy Ray Fletcher's. See, I feel like we. I, I feel like it's dangerous for us to use the phrase "we open with a bang" because I feel like everyone's going to assume like, oh, they're fucking on the first page, but we don't mean that type of bang this time. No, no, it just opens. It's really, it's very funny. Some action. Um, yes, yeah, it opens with action. That's a much better. Not, not sexy action. That's a safer way to phrase it. Um, but it opens with Teddy Ray Fletcher, who's also known as Uncle Ray Ray. Um, who is a porn producer and all around delightful mess of a man. Total mess. As soon as he's described in the book, I immediately thought of Mark Maron from, <laughs> he played uh, Sam in Glow. Is that yeah. how you say his last name? Mark Maron. Maron, yeah. yeah. Um, and then he's just like a well-known comedian. Yes, yes. He's been in a oh, bunch yeah, of stuff. Oh yeah, he's been in a bunch of yeah. stuff. I just always think of him. Like I also always think Glow. of him from, It's, it's from really Glow. the look of him from Glow is what I associate. He's got like the the bigger mustache and then like he decided to just like not ever shave his beard again after yes. that and grow it out. And he's just, again, like a a good-hearted but kind of curmudgeon I, I feel like Teddy is nicer than Sam in Glow. Like, <laughs> Sam and Glow is like, like I don't feel like Teddy is an asshole and like purposefully an asshole. I think he, he just, just like, doesn't have his yeah. stuff together. Yeah, he's just kind of a mess. Yes, but he's not like a dick. Whereas like Sam on Sam and Glow could be a straight up dick. <laughs> well, um, in any case, Teddy slash Mark, um, he <laughs> is trying to break out of strictly working in the porn industry and wants to get into wholesome film. And in particular, he wants to uh, help produce a holiday romance with the Hope Network, which is this universe's Hallmark, Hallmark channel. channel. Yeah. Uh, and they're, they're going to be producing a new movie called Duke the Halls. It's, it is everything that we love about cheesy, awful Christmas movies. And so he is going from, you know, like us, one end of the spectrum to the other. Yes. So he's in a little bit of trouble because his main, like his leading female actress. And half of his, and like half, and of, half of his, his crew. crew were involved in like an ayahuasca event ceremony gone wrong and so they all need replaced and so through a series of very bizarre events yeah, uh, the director like of this film they're at this like festival that's it's called like burning man festival yeah. yeah so so they the director wants to call in she accidentally gets a headshot for one of his adult entertainer stars and wants to call her in because she has an edgy look and and i I love that in while they're like sitting together and he accidentally he basically accidentally brings a file from like his uncle Ray Ray's catalog. Because again, she he's stum- a mess. Yeah, she stumbles across it and she does know, oh, I've never seen a headshot with tits in it. Which <laughs> I love that I was like, she just not even doesn't even question. She's just like, oh yeah, she's just a real artsy edge. <laughs> well, and and the director Gretchen is like a former child star who's trying to to break trying to break into directing, be taken very seriously. She's got a lot of talent, mm-hmm. so there's there's a lot riding on this film. So when she's like, oh, I want this unbeknownst to me, famous sex worker to come star in yes. this wholesome hope flicks channel yeah because teddy does not Teddy's clarify like, no. that like because he's like trying to keep it a big secret 
about this. Other, he's basically kind of living a double life. Yes. And he doesn't want it to get out that he is Uncle Ray Ray's because he was like, oh, the Hope Channel, like, that will not fly. They have, like, morality clauses and yes. stuff like that in their contracts. But he does kind of relent to Gretchen's request to bring in this actor to audition and be, she doesn't even audition. She's just like, because it's so last minute. They oh, don't have yeah. Time. You know so she's just like, bring her in. She has a great it's vibe. Perfect. So B. I love those nipples. They were smiling. Her nipples were smiling at me. Bring her in. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the quote from the house bunny. The eyes are the nipples of the face. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So, but yeah, like, so is she so available? Gets, send her, fly her to Vermont. Like, yes. So we're going to shoot on location for like, Two solid weeks in Christmas Notch, Vermont, and B is thrilled because she had been begging Teddy to get involved with his like more uh like mainstream media ventures. Yeah, like she's always wanted to be an actress, but like from circumstances that we'll get into later, like you kind of find out that her dreams were derailed of being like taken seriously as a real yes. actress, and then um I don't want to say her life took a turn because it's not like it's she worked just out took, badly. No, like, no, she, she just, just took, took a different path. She That's just took it. her life a different direction yes. with full ownership. Like, so B is a she works in she works in porn and she also has a closed doors account, which is you know like it's an OnlyFans. OnlyFans, yeah. yes. And she is massively popular, and she is again deliberately very clearly plus size this isn't someone mm-hmm. that you're like oh is she like straight size is she mid-size like no this is a plus size woman who is very confident it's never a source of conflict for her like she knows who she is she loves who she is and she is so sought after and desirable yeah. and this was one of the reasons i was so fucking excited for this book me too because i was yeah. dying for a plus size lead yes and so she's gonna be in this film and she's gonna be in the film with a washed up former boy band star nolan named shaw. nolan shaw and it was her pop star sexual awakening and teenage obsession and it's it like she she's excited because she's you know lusted after him since yeah, it's it, like his all band these little Inc. dreams coming together yes. of like oh I get to star in a movie that's like outside of porn so I get to you know kind of branch out and try other things that I've always wanted to do and I get to do it with this man that I've had a huge crush on forever. The problem is she needs to keep her porn and closed doors life a secret because it could ruin the movie, like you said, same but like the morality clauses, kind of, like her and Teddy everyone, are in the same boat. Everyone's flying under the radar, which is for B is great because she works under the name Bianca Von Honey mm-hmm. and Teddy's uncle Ray Ray. So then they're just working under their like given names, B Hobbs and Teddy Ray Fletcher. So there's not, there's not already a tie back to them. So if anyone does like a Google search of those two people, they're just going to show up as like, oh, new to the industry. Yeah, exactly. She hasn't used like her um, government name yes. in anything related <laughs> to Bianca Von Honey's No. So Nolan Shaw, for his part, is starring in this movie because he needs to rehab this bad boy image after he was caught in a compromising position with a figure skater at the Duluth Olympics. And it's just... It was a whole mess for him. Yeah, it's like a giant international scandal where they he, didn't he like perform at the opening ceremonies and then just like yeah, he was caught with this like gold medal contender figure skater and two nude uh European, European speed, speed skaters. skaters and yes. Stuff and so he was like social pariah number one after that. And yes. then it kind of happened in tandem with the fact that his like former band manager, so he was in this band Inc. Mm-hmm. 
his manager was a total shitbag and like took off with all the boys' money. Yeah, their contract they, was really shitty. Yes. They were on, I think, were they on like a TV show that? Yeah, like a reality show. Yeah, almost pop like a star. making the band. Exactly. So Nolan is now living back with his, his ailing mother and his, his teenage, teenage sister. sister and his, his mom's really unwell. She's got bipolar disorder, but she also has some other health issues that um, are complicated by the bipolar yeah. disorder. I think like her, his dad had passed away a couple years ago and that's when like her bipolar had gotten worse and yes. she's really like, you know, she has good days, but then she also has really bad days. Yes. So he's got a lot. Um, he, his finances are in really rough shape after, after the whole man, like his father passing and the manager issues. So, this this opportunity with Duke the Halls could get him additional industry work. So it's really important to him that he clean up his act. His yeah, he really his agent the the is a real hard ass about him being oh, good. Steph. He I mean, I she's basically she like, do not fuck your like, coworkers. Yeah, she's like, if you fuck this up, I will turn your like insides into bunting. Yes. So, so the build up here is that everyone is keeping secrets, which is the most fun. Oh yeah. Um, because we are messy bitches who love drama, and <laughs> uh, shout out to our friend Alex, who's also in that club. Um, <laughs> so we, I love, I love the setup of. Everyone's got a secret. You know what it is, and you're gonna slowly watch them. Just yes, like how is just it the shit be? hit you the know fan? It's, yeah, you know they're all the secrets are gonna come out, but you're just like how and when and like how much of a mess and how much fun am I gonna have with this mess when it falls out? I do love though all of the other porn industry people who are pulled in to work on this film don't try all that hard to keep no, their secrets. Like all. they bring in assless chaps. They talk about money shots. Like they're Lighting using nipples. Like they, they use so many, like I think very direct terms from like, from working in adult film and a lot of the other like more traditional film, uh, like, crew and cast members kind of give them funny looks yeah. but don't think they, they can't think too hard I, about it because if you did think I too wonder, hard about it you'd be like do you work in another entertainment right? like, industry I, I wonder is it is it so obvious just because like is it just blatantly obvious or is it so obvious to us because we know we're in on the joke that's true but i feel like if this is a time travel romance that is not a western Seeing assless chaps, you wouldn't ever think these these would be period appropriate, right? Unless you're filming Why would a you bring these to Christmas, like Christmas Notch Vermont? Western, yeah, I mean, I would read a Christmas Western. You are uh, dying, Kelsey. If anyone has any good cowboy romance recommendations, please send them our way because Kelsey has been on the hunt and she's really struggling. I so, am as as PSA'd Mallory to all our listeners as Mallory. <laughs> Help us, help her. Help me. I've read so many that are not good. Um, I have high hopes there. The The perfect cowboy romance exists. I will find it. Um, but yes, sorry. Back to Christmas Notch. So Nolan and Bianca meet at, on, like, at, on location, and he recognizes Instantly. her as Bianca immediately because he is a honeypot honey level, level subscriber. subscriber. And has, don't, to be fair, for three years, we don't three know what years. I really, the question that this book left me unanswered with is, what are the different levels to B's subscription, like to Bianca's like closed doors account? It's like Honey and Dipper you, is like yeah, tier and one. What do you get with each level? I am intrigued. Is that the Golden Bear level? is tier two? Yeah, is that the highest level you could I get? Assume. I would think that 
but for someone that needs money and is on a budget, I don't I feel like there are higher tiers and maybe he's not the highest tier. You know, I feel like he would if be, we could get like an AMA not with the lowest tier, but I think it's like somewhere in the middling range because he doesn't have a lot of cash to burn. I would love Let's make and he's very this responsible. Ever, I I like this train of yes. thought where you're going. If we could get an AMA with Julie Murphy and Sierra Simone, yeah. I would love to ask That's them about that. That's my number one question. <laughs> what are the, what are Bianca Von Honey's subscription levels? I don't necessarily need the prices, but that would be appreciated. I would love to but know yeah, just I, to, all the details. My own edification. My question is: the dirty If you if so, if you have an OnlyFans account and you're working with someone in another professional capacity, and they they not only recognize you, but are like a subscriber to you. Wouldn't you want them to tell you? Like, I would be like, yes. Nolan, babe, bring it up. I, I need you to disclose that you know this about me because like, don't blow up her spot in front of other people, but just be like, hey, Bianca. Yeah, on the DL. Wink, wink. Like, <clears throat> I'm not going to do anything about it, but just like mention that like you I've recognize this yeah. person for the for their other line of work. Especially because you're working together so much. And I feel like, I agree. I, w- I do think- I would want them to tell me, and I, I would want to have that knowledge. It feels, especially because they have so many interactions before he admits, like, oh, yeah, I did recognize you. The if w- you see your favorite closed door <laughs> account member, know you're going to be working not, f- not well, intimately, but not a little in a penetrative, sexy way. N- yeah. Um, still, let a. Let, let your partner know. I do love, though, speaking of intimacy, that their first scene together is actually the ending. So because films are shot out of chronological order yes. for like logistical purposes. And their first scene together is actually their final scene mm-hmm. where they share a kiss. A very chaste, Hallmark Although, movie kiss. Well, it's supposed no to tongue. be very chaste. It's supposed to be well, like it never been kissed. Church tongue. Yes. <laughs> not No, not even church tongue for this. Yeah, it's supposed to be like very chaste. But because B does not, nobody like lets her know. And I feel like that's got to be such a specific like industry and also, thing that someone she, would say. Also, she's real into him and he's real into yeah, her. Yeah, so she like goes like full time. Full make out. Like they. Little grinding. Yeah. It's uh what did, I think what did like the director say? It's like you're right, so like yeah. so like bodily. You, yeah, into they're like the, you don't have to use tongue in the kissing scenes. <laughs> we appreciate your enthusiasm, but you don't you don't need to do that. B loves her like, work. Oops, and and but then she does she she does yes. immediately think like oh, but he did kiss me back, and I did feel his tongue too. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's a beautiful thing because you you immediately see how into each other they are. Like Nolan sees her in the corset for the scene and is oh, like. Yeah. Just instant boner. Just all the dick or all the blood rushes out of his brain and into his dick. Yeah, he's like, these fancy Duke pants are not doing anything to hide my boner. So. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so like we said. Oh, it's, they call it a kiss made for fucking. I, I highlighted that. In, well, not really. So I've decided after this book, all of my podcast books that I read, I'm going to do the digital version so I can have better highlighting. Because I was like hastily scratching down quotes from my like physical oh, yeah. copy. And I was like, oh my God, this is so much harder. But oh, you I just- highlighted that specific one too. Because a kiss made for fucking is a... It's- Chef's, chef's kiss, kiss. <laughs> it's, yeah it's it's literary perfection it but is. also you could be a psycho like me and read it on your kindle highlight it and have that nice feature and then still for your notes on your phone write down the quotes because it got too un- it got too weird not weird but it got 
little um, little cumbersome to yeah, move between. Or it those. was like too complicated. That's fair. But yeah, I I think that was such a good quote. Um, and their first kiss is, is so good. Yeah. Nolan also, much to his dismay, realizes that B is still updating her closed door account while she is in Christmas Notch because she can't be filming like for the other part of her career. So she's doing what she can with kind of like the more um with her with her like side venture where she she does the closed door. Um, yeah, like she's stuff. still updating it regularly and yes. she's posting Pretty much, da- I I feel like it said she posted daily, but I wasn't. Or so, like she can do lives, or she'll yeah, get on she and she'll re- like masturbate she can, for everyone, yeah, or photos, post things. cute photos yeah. with see-through underwear. Like, I love this for her. Yeah. I just, I really do. But she doesn't realize she's like slowly torturing her co-star down the hallway at their oh, hotel yeah, she has because some, he's getting he alerts. Didn't give her a heads up. Nope. <clears throat> but also, he Man, Nolan just so dumb. So just dumb. tell her. Men Ugh, just make everything harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, men just make everything harder for themselves and everyone else. Truly. But also, um, Nolan describes the kiss as, it had been a kiss that said, I'd like to sit on your face, please. <laughs> Which I also thought was 10 out of 10. This book is so legitimately funny. Like, there's there's good tension. It's hot. But it's also, I laughed out loud at a lot of things, Yeah, it's too. very fun. I feel like the premise, the whole premise around it lends itself really well to like it's a little just, ridiculous yeah the story in general like it's just so clever and fun well in their shooting and it really leans into it it doesn't really shy away from any of the not at all that it brings in which i really liked and enjoyed and it's also doing this while it's covering like really important topics so it's it's covering a lot of ground while being i think i think the pacing is really good in this mm-hmm. it moves right along um and the the dialogue is is kind of pithy so, yeah. so, but <clears throat> and speaking of dialogue, Nolan uh, approaches B and wants to run lines with her to kind of get more uh, comfortable because, because like it is a really tight filming schedule, and the script isn't even finished. The, yeah, there's the like author Pearl the last hasn't line. finished like the final line. But while all this is happening, <laughs> B and Nolan are like individually masturbating to each oh, other. Oh yeah, because they're just they're so into each other and they're like, oh, we have to like hold hands and kiss and like do all of this physically intimate yeah, stuff. So just I'm just gonna rub me one down out. on camera and I'm like really Ugh. into it. Yes, I really wanted to sing the song "Rub One Out" by the fictional band Whoa. <laughs> From the MTV <laughs> original movie Together, which is their like parody on boy bands and their <laughs> rival this. band, Wow, um, their hit single is Rub One Out and it's like Tremendous title. And I rub one out. <laughs> if you haven't heard it, I highly recommend it. Please listen to it. Hysterical. All the, the Together songs are wonderful. The show was wonderful. If you're a boy band fan, it's on YouTube, I think. This book really reinvigorated my love of boy bands i actually started a new spotify playlist called boy band sexual awakening nice Um, (laughs) so i I encourage everyone to dig down into your boy band roots if you were a boy band fan um in the 90s as we were uh you know just revisit that for yourself like all the songs that you sang uh and didn't understand the words too but now you an adult you now you know i know that i've derailed this a little but i have an important question on that topic oh yes who was your boy band? Oh, Backstreet Boys. Same. Deep, oh, hard. Deeply, 
deeply. Uh, I liked NSYNC. I love other band. Like, I don't know if you would qualify them as boy band, but I fucking love Savage Garden to this day. I don't um, think I would qualify Savage Garden as a boy band, but I they were also same love time, Savage Garden. Different, like, yeah. musical style, but it was also two dudes in a band. But they didn't dance, so. They didn't. I, but, I like, like 98 Degrees, yeah. O-Town, oh, Liquid Dreams. Should not have been singing that song, but here we are. Basically, every song by a boy band, if you look at it when you're an adult you're like oh i can't believe my parents were like cool i'm gonna take you to this concert it's about fucking so many songs about fucking yes am i sexual no i'm like 10 i don't know what that is yet. i was like screaming like, yeah yeah of course i my mom's <laughs> and just now like, look at us oh god <laughs> now look at us talking about dick and pussy and tits and ass and being offended yeah being size queens on yes, the internet yeah uh, well we're making them proud yeah um so, so back, <laughs> back to a merry, back to a merry little meet cute. Um, there's a scene that gets, so like we were saying, the, the book is legitimately funny. There's a part in, in this between, between actually filming where like Nolan goes back to his room to uh, take a little nap. And he says, my phone jolted me awake with a sound like I was on a submarine that had been struck with a missile. And the only reason I bring this up is because I laughed so fucking hard here because my friend Mitz, when I was in the Navy, used this sound of the collision alarm, Mm -hmm. uh, in case anyone cares the actual alarm that it was, used that as his alarm in the morning because he said, and I am quoting him here, it wakes me up with a sense of purpose and a tight butthole. And so sometimes... That is not how I want to be woken up. I, me neither, but he loved it. Um, like, not that I want to be woken up with a loose butthole, but like... <laughs> and no sense of like, purpose. Yeah, I don't want to be woken up like aggressively. And I don't I don't need a sense of purpose when I wake up. But, I but, need to slowly ease into the world. So, uh, I laugh. I laughed so hard for for various reasons in this book, oh, but that one just yeah. like one. It made me miss my friend Mitz, um, and also uh, it just is legitimately funny. Um, after this, however, Nolan gets to set and finds B struggling with her corset and her costume, and like just the absolute treat that he is. Offers to help well, her out a little well, bit. Well, it's not that he finds... It's because, he like, she's supposed... To, Nolan is on set. B is supposed to be there. And no one can find her. They're like, where is she? And also, like, they're like, oh, last we heard, she was in costuming. And you find out, like, Christmas Notch has all these different, like, Christmas-themed... It's Christmas like, restaurant 365. And a little bit outside of town, there is also a Christmas-themed strip club... Which called the North Pole. Yeah, the North Pole. Yeah. And some of the crew members have been enjoying going there and blowing off steam, including Luca, who is in the porn industry, but also um, here, one of Teddy's crew members doing costuming. And he um, is so hungover that he doesn't show up yes. for his job. Thank you. That was a and much better summary yeah, of what so happened. Is like, so Nolan goes, he's like, oh, I'll go look for her. And stumbles across her basically like, help, I can't get in my costume. Like, he says, this is for, this yeah. is like some weird Spider-Man cosplay. This is Shabari gone wrong. And B clocks in immediately and is like, and you would know about Shabari gone right? And he's like, yeah, from you. <laughs> like, in his head. But I was like, ooh. Yeah, not in, you he just feel. He still doesn't tell her. No. This would be a perfect opportunity. There's so many perfect opportunities. Like, when they're running lines and actually, like, getting to know each other, bonding. He's like, 
he kind of tells her about his mom and what's going on a little bit and things yes. like So there are a lot of opportunities where I'm like, dude, maybe um, maybe let her know. This is also important, yeah. Yes. Um, so after Corset, help. Um, he oh. also... Does that help? she needs help rolling up her her stockings? Um, yeah, and now this that she's scene, in that corset, she's like, I cannot bend. Which fair? Yes, I, very fair. I can confirm. It, you're you're not bending very. You're pretty much straight up oh, and down. Yeah, at that you're point. like you're if you're bending, you're basically like falling over at the waist. Yes. <laughs> um, and this scene was so hot. Oh yeah, just because he he rolls up her stocking and just he's he's so into her and she's so into him and and you can just feel the tension just jumping off the page between these two. And he just leans in and kisses the inside of her knee. And I never knew like oh, what so an erogenous hot. zone that would be, but I fucking love how this escalated. Which, I mean, would you like to describe this? Because I know you liked this scene. I loved this scene. Well, so I have very like short, like bullet point notes of like that. Yeah, he kisses the inside of the knee and then... They just going in for like some sweet makeouts. Then there's some grinding, rubbing and, fronts. Yeah, becomes and then my favorite part of like this I love the inside of the knee, but this part I was like, oh my god, so simple and not even like the most raunchy thing. But she takes his cock out and moves her panties to the side, and there's like some skin to skin grinding. But then she tucks the top of her panties around his dick so he's like kind of like trapped held in there in against place. her and like i just was like whoo like clutch the pearls fan myself like <laughs> there was just something about that that i was like wow this is really hot fucking hot this like really hot but, but i was when, 10 out of 10 but when he comes just kiss all the all the good things but when he comes he says fuck bianca oh. and she's like excuse me i literally put my hand over my mouth in shock when he called her Bianca. I was like, so dumb. Manners out up. Horrifying. Oh, he just, he just was, you know, so taken with it. He forgot to keep up the front. Whoops. And then before they can have a conversation about it, Cammy, the PA, interrupts them and she's like, hey, B, like, are you okay? You guys okay in there? Like, Nolan been a while since you went after you're like what's going on gotta act natural yeah so so they have to go film like these really kind of unhinged and cheesy parts of this film like it's a scene where her character felicity goes back to her, her own time to apologize for like stealing her dead mother's gingerbread recipe from her sister and then they have to go to a diner and they introduce the yeah, duke to chili eat. cheese fries because you know actually i feel like that is a good choice if you're coming if someone is you're bringing someone from the past like into our time like that's a good choice of a food yeah something very very like i would introduce um someone to tacos because that's my favorite food so that would be like my contribution that's a good one tacos what would be yours i feel like you got to take someone out of time to like the merit canteen Oh, nice. <laughs> like, I, like, I, the chili cheese fries reminded me, like, you, if you want to have, you could have, like, diner fare. Because yeah, we're in the Northeast. Yeah, diners like, are so good. For our non-Connecticut, or, like, so in our area, there's a burger joint. And it's almost like, I, I don't, it's like I a greasy kind of like spoon. like a greasy spoon, yeah. And it's just, it was on, fun fact, it was on diners, drive-ins, and dives. And it's the Merritt Canteen in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And it's phenomenal. I do still attest that 
I don't think it should have been on diners, drive-ins, and dives because while the food is excellent, I feel like Triple D is usually known for some place that has like a wild thing on the menu or like these really like. I mean, they have some hot ass chili. Yeah. But I was like, yes, they do. But there's nothing really like super unique. Like it's, it's not like, like a ten pound burrito or yeah, something. It's pretty your standard like burgers, dogs, fries, onion rings. It's so where we like go that. after cult it's, classics. But it's, I mean, excellent. Ten like an open I'm saying ten out of ten. Way too much. There's a lot going on that I like in this episode, which I guess is a good thing. But I need another phrase. We're just filled with the holiday spirit. Yes, and also a little bit of gin. I wish I had some hair canteen right now. You are with a little bit of gin. (laughs) I am waiting for my. That is my post recording treat. Um, So yeah, so I I think like. (laughs) diner food oh so good yeah um and i want to watch this movie this duke the halls like it's so ridiculous yeah, the, the name the is scenes, terrible but it sounds really fun but so apropos for like a hallmark christmas movie oh per- yeah that it's like it could be real it could this could have been so bad but so like, fun a movie that was real and they just put into this book so but and after they get done filming uh basically b levels with nolan and is like you've got to be sworn to secrecy. Like no one can find out about Bianca. Also no more humping. Um, it, although Nolan no does humping. Nolan does take this moment to be like, Hey, I'm like a three year subscriber to your closed door account. So like, yeah. but I will say not a casual fan. I'm a devoted yes, fan. I will say B was very, very chill about the fact that Nolan was like, knew who she was and knew about Bianca and didn't say anything, yeah. which I thought, I feel like it didn't need to be a huge deal, but I would have been like, dude, like, come on. It's a little weird you didn't say anything. Like, yeah. we've been, we hung out one-on-one. Like, it's weird. You should have disclosed this yeah. before we yeah. grinded yeah. all over each other. Yeah, like, not that she should have, like, lost it and, like, yelled at her, but it's it's a little I, awkward. I think, you can, yeah. You, I feel like it's you reveal that. Girl. I know he was your childhood crush, but you're adults now. And Hold he him to your, a higher he's standard. He's your co-worker, so... Give him a little shit yes. when it's earned and deserved. And Agreed. this was. Agreed. Uh, the no humping goes not great. Uh, there's a lot of gingerbread jerking off for Nolan. Uh, <laughs> please clarify what gingerbread jerking oh, off Oh, there's... There, okay, so because they're in Christmas Notch and everything is Christmas 365 in their hotel room, he has, like, gingerbread lotion that he fucking abuses <laughs> this abuses entire... So he uses the whole bottle. His dick will smell like gingerbread for the rest of time. Ugh. I hope B likes gingerbread. I do not, so it was not for me. I love gingerbread. I hate I love, like, a real spicy, like, a ginger snap or, like, a ginger crinkle, so. Nope, not um, for me. I am more, B is using um, sugar cookie flavored lube, and that's more my style. And I do I appreciate, also appreciate, like, that. earlier when she was packing, her best friend, Sunny, was with her and she was like wanted her to bring all this lube and she was like what if there's an emergency in your lube list which was one of my favorite quotes from the entire book may we all have a friend like sunny i i love sunny so so much same so post gingerbread jerking off for nolan he he's fucking up quite a bit on set of this movie he one he keeps his phone with him during filming which who does this 
This is rude. a lot for a crew that, like, your wardrobe guy just didn't fucking show up. And also... No repercussions. Yeah, that your wardrobe guy was also a big uh, figure skating fan and has a vendetta against Nolan. So he refuses to help him with any of his costuming, yes. which I would have fired Luca so hard. Gretchen's tolerance for bullshit is very high. It's much higher than mine. Well, Gretchen well, is busy her. chasing she around Pearl. Yes. Her, her, her girlfriend, girlfriend slash screenwriter. And, yeah, the screenwriter who's, like hilarious just write the one line what's the meaning of christmas yeah she's she's really funny she'll she's very um eccentric um yes so yeah so so nolan keeps his phone with him during filming and it keeps ringing because on yeah like ringer on at least put it on silent and let your your butt jiggle a little bit instead of like alerting the whole crew that you're you can't be fucked to like dedicate yourself to this so and he doesn't have anyone that could just like watch it for him. Like that's what I'm saying. But like, someone, something like there had you had to have a better plan. Like you weren't you weren't hired last minute. Like B was no. But because his mother, I get wanting to be on alert because his mother is so so unwell, and mm-hmm. he unfortunately has to manage a lot of things for the family. So he's getting calls on set that are like disrupting filming because, and then he has to go like talk to his sister. Yeah, he's just like, and, like ringing, sort out. He's just answering <clears throat> yes. and just ruining takes and all this stuff. It's like, and they have two weeks to make this movie, yes, so every, and probably yeah, a very limited budget. Christmas Notch basically is like this Christmas movie hotspot. It's all the town itself has become Christmas themed, yes. and they record basically like back to back. This is your time frame to film your movie, and that's all you get. And if you run over. You fucked. Yes. So <clears throat> that, I think that night, um, to kind of relax and maybe bond a little bit with his, his co-workers, um, B and Nolan decide to join Luca and Angel at the North Pole strip club. And everyone's getting lap dances, which you should do if you're at a strip club. Uh, if you're going to go buy a dance, because dancers earn, earn more money from private dances than they do from the main stage. So like, don't, don't be stingy. Yes. And this is Although don't be that, stingy. This is something that Kelsey is very passionate about because she has said this numerous times. We have not gone to any strip clubs recently, but I have heard this from well, Kelsey. This is like her one of her top PSAs. It's my rule. So, so respect it. So Brian has gone out with people a couple of times and said, "Oh, the like they're going to go to the club." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "You know the rules." And yes. he's like, I "If I go, rules. I'll buy a dance." And I'm like, "Yes, that's how they make their money. Don't waste their fucking time." Also, Tip your strippers at the main stage, too. Don't be stingy there, either. But um, this all stems from the fact that when when I was stationed in South Carolina, um, the place that we go on Friday night was a strip club. It's the Southern Bell, which is, I think it's still open down there. But um, it was BYOB, and the, like, my shipmates that were not yet 21 could go and hang out with, like, the older people. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, every Friday night, we would just post up at the Southern Bell. And, like, you learn a lot from spending a lot of time in strip clubs. Um, So, it's why I'm so passionate about it. I've met a lot of dancers. I've talked to them. And I've seen the tremendous work that they do. If you go to a club, buy a dance. I appreciate it. it. I have never been to a strip club. It's not because I would not. Oh, actually, that's not true. I went to a male strip. Well, I don't know if it counts as a strip club. We went out to Hunkamania. What is this? I've never been to like a it male. It is in New re- York and it's like a male review kind of thing. We went for a bachelorette party. That sounds fun as fuck. It's wild. 
I want to go. You base they basically walk around. It. I thought it was going to be like Magic Mike, and it was not like that. They do dance on stage, and you could pay to have like the bride up on stage. But mostly, what it is is just these male strippers wandering around around throughout the crowd, and then they come up to you and they'd be like twenty bucks for a dance, and then you give them twenty bucks, and they pick you up. And hump you. <laughs> they just throw you into the like artist, with, the difference in artistry between like men and women. You up and they throw you into like sex positions and hump you. <laughs> what? That's, that's what they, it's okay. Fu- maybe I don't know prefer- if they're all like this, but it was fucking wild. It was one of the wildest experiences of my life. Like, and then wow. people, we were just like, yep, <clears throat> 20 bucks here, get her. I learned something new every time we talk. Yeah, I love so- this. So I guess I did pay for, I guess if that is their version of dances, then I paid that for counts. a lot of, I paid for a lot of dances. <laughs> so uh, they, B buys Nolan a dance at the North Pole and the. From Prancer. From Prancer. all the strippers have reindeer, like reindeer Santa's names. reindeer names. <laughs> I love the the deep commitment to theme here uh, in, in Christmas Notch. But the Prancer recognizes Nolan and wants to take a selfie with her and B. Um. And I'm sure that won't come back to haunt anyone. Yeah, she's like, I promise I won't post I won't it tell anywhere. Anyone. Person I've just met. Yes. Ugh. And it, it has nothing to do with the fact that she's a stripper. Just anyone that is a fan that's like, I swear I won't. I'll keep this private. Like, come on. I don't believe I you. I do love, though, that when they're like chatting with her and they're like just like having a normal conversation with her and she um i love that she just talks about how she loves like what she does and she says this quote i really love it i love making people happy and nothing brings more joy than christmas and titties but you know what <laughs> accurate i yes. who doesn't love a titty <laughs> i no one comes to mind that doesn't yeah um so once i get home from the club b is feeling is feeling really, she's I guess, feeling, is that she's so horny she makes, as fuck. She's horny and also a little bit sad because she really wants Nolan, but they've made this, you know, no more morning grinds. Um, <laughs> so she posts something to closed door, and Nolan, of course, gets the alert. And it's this like, oh, she's yeah. like, when you want someone, you can't have. And yeah, so when he you want goes them, down to uh, her room when you want them, but you can't have them. Yes. So he goes down to her room and says, Are you trying to kill me? And she's like, yeah, a little. Like, yeah, a little we? bit. And then she's like, should <clears throat> we have sex and just get it out of our system? Just uh, get because it out of our systems is <laughs> just, you know, yeah. Famous last yes. words. That's because that's exactly what's going to happen. But I love I it. I would love to see a book where they actually, like, there are two characters that, like, do bang and they're like, oh, you know, I'm good on it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for uh, scratching that It'll itch. be really short. <laughs> but here, it's everyone's fantasy some sometimes almost lifelong fantasy coming to life because they've both been unknowingly lusting after each other for so long well at this point they know now right yes and so because he knew that she was a massive ink fan they talked about that now she knows that he she that now b knows that nolan has been subscribing to her closed door account for years it's a beautiful thing um and b has with her a mary poppins bag of sex toys oh and I you can know I just I was say, thrilled about this. But can I say something? Yes, because I wonder if it's what I actually want to say too. It's what I've been calling Chekhov's dildo. If <laughs> that wasn't what I was gonna say. If if you a romance writer, if you're gonna bring up even one sex toy in a book, 
I'm going to need to see it used. Yes. Okay. That was if what I you, wanted to say. You said it in a much classier, more fun way than I was going to. I've just been calling it Chekhov's dildo. Now, this is like the way I refer to this. Because like, if you're going to bring up that either you were a sex toy connoisseur or you love toys or he talks about like all of the, all of the, um, buzzy and pluggy things in her bag and then they don't use them yes and I, i'm like it, I there's so like, much lube talked he, about there was like all these things and he was like he wanted to use them all and he like knew what they were and i was like okay we're gonna get a scene with them using at least one of the toys and i was real pumped about it i was like fuck yeah i want more sex toy use in my romance. He says, my dick leapt in my hand just thinking about using them on her or her using them on yes. me. Yes. Yes, this is what we want. If and my, you and my out, metaphorical dick leapt too. <laughs> <laughs> but if if knowing the like if knowing about these is necessary, so is using them. So romance writers, please. Please use more sex all, toys. Yes, please use the if you're gonna bring For up the us. sex toys use them it's it's again it's Chekhov's dildo yeah for um, us and for all and I get that this is the first time they're having sex so it's pretty straightforward it was expect, really I didn't hot I necessarily think like okay they're gonna use it right now no but, but like I later down the line again because I was like they're is, definitely gonna bone again they're not gonna get it out of their system no one ever famous does famous last words so it's I mean it, it was really hot and like the culmination of their these like two fantasies coming together and like have making it a reality was great yeah um, but it's a, it's the mention of she's got a mary poppins bag of sex toys yes, packed for a so two-week trip and i i did also really enjoy the moment where he can tell like she's kind of holding back and she says that it's because she's not used to just like not having to consider camera angles and things like that so i thought that was so interesting and like i loved that that yes. was like bringing in like that thing like because it's such a unique position to me and you don't see in romance a lot of like someone that works in the porn industry. So I like that it really like felt realistic and true to character for her to be like thinking like to have to bring up like, oh, you don't have to think about these things right now. Like you're not performing. Just, yeah. This is just for us. Yes. Yes. And um, yeah, she's ready for him to fuck her because she's like, I've been waiting 10 years for you to fuck me. So like, let's go. Right now, sir. And also they bring up condoms, which was great. Y- you know, I love... In a in a modern story, just set my mind at ease that this isn't also like a secret pregnancy book, um, which is fine if it is. I just want to, you know, I want to have my expectations. Yeah, set. and then he's like, backs her up against the wall. He's fingering her, and then he fucks her from behind, but with she has leggings on, and he moves them like just out of the way, and and then he tells her to so rub her clit, give it a and, tight oh. squeeze. Yes, it is again. Real hot. I trust yeah, Sierra Simone or, oh. with my spice. Oh yes, yeah, same. All, Even all of the time. Then again, like with the the angle thing, where she's saying like when they're when I'm shooting, the guys usually can't go as deep as she likes because of the angles for the camera. Yes. Um, and then he fucks her so hard that she starts sliding to the edge of the bed. And as she comes, they fall off of the bed. <laughs> it's a really fun moment. And then he fingers her to a second orgasm, <coughs> cleans himself off, and he's like, "Let's go, round two. Yep. My refractory period is non-existent. So we love a romance novel for that. Just fucking all night. Uh, until surprisingly, they don't mention too much, like how, like, oh my god, 
Nolan's massive dick, which you know what? I didn't think about it until this moment, but I appreciated it. I feel like it like come like briefly is like, oh yeah, like something about like oh him having like a good dick. Yeah. But it's ne- it's not constant like he's not tucking it into his oh, sock. And now this is why like, they call you Big Ben. Yeah. Like <laughs> Oh my god. Your massive hog's gonna break my pussy. <laughs> Just, oh, oh only men think that. Oh no. Um <laughs> Sorry, where were we? Oh, cast and crew dinner. Morning blowjob. <laughs> morning blowjob, yes. Then they have a cast and crew dinner that night. They're like, all right, out of our system. We clearly want to keep doing this, but we're going to try to kind of make it work. Um, at least be smart about it. And after their cast and crew dinner, they go to karaoke at the Dirty Snowball. And now all of these other She's sexual fantasies. I feel like the Dirty Snowball sounds like what you would expect the strip club to be but it's it's a, it's actually it's a just a bar yeah and all of these sexual fantasies that were not fulfilled the night before with nolan now are coming true because he sings to her from the ink christmas album which is called mary ink miss yes and he sings the song it's all because of you just truly heinous i lived for it uh and then drunk b gets cuddles because she doesn't usually because porn la- doesn't usually cover the like aftercare and like cuddly part of sex she's a super snuggly drunk the next morning of course the two of them are still together teddy sweet hapless teddy comes to christmas notch and almost catches b and nolan together although they're not really doing that much it's just that they are together they are in bed together when he like but they're not like no they're not flagrante delecto yeah they're not mid fuck um, but Nolan realizes here that Teddy is Uncle Ray Ray. Yeah, because she calls um, him Uncle Ray or something like yes. that. They he quickly makes the connection. You can tell he's a very loyal subscriber that he immediately is like, oh, some of the porn, the the com- production companies of uh, Bianca's film, adult films, were Uncle Ray Ray's. Oh, it he's must not- be. I'm like, the whole fucking crew, like the rest of the crew can't figure out from, like, the assless chaps of the nipple lighting comments <laughs> that, like, people work in porn. <laughs> but sweet but Nolan. Nolan's like, Uncle, I'm a big subscriber to Uncle Ray Ray's as well. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's see. Where, where are we? No, we're the, uh, the horseback oh, they're filming on horses, scene. yes. And okay, so, he's terrified of horses. And so Nolan, Nolan promises to stay with her the whole time. He's going to help assuage her fear but again, he, like a dumbass, has his phone on him the whole time in this period film that, like, you can't even, like, explain that away. His phone goes off super loud as a gust of wind, like, sweeps through this valley and scares the shit out of the horses. So Nolan's running off to answer this phone. because yeah, he's just like, yeah, he's he's in the wind. This yes. motherfucker, I put in all caps in my notes. It says, dude, put your fucking phone on silent when you're filming. Because also what was weird was that his sister Maddie... He specifically, like, in this book, it's saying how he tells her, he sends her a text, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be filming through the, and I'll text you when I'm done. So, I was also like, girl, I know even if it's an emergency, like, maybe send a text or something. Like, you have other adults there that have been set yes. up to care for you. Yeah, he while has, like, Nolan whole, is, there's, like, other support system. Like One of his old bandmates yeah. is, is, like, a close family or friend. Or na- there's a neighbor. Yes. So... Everyone is pissed now because B gets tossed from her horse and knocked out. Nolan's in the wind, literally. Yeah. Um, but and and Nolan on his part is dealing with his mom, who has now also been hospitalized, like B has, because she also blacked out in a Michael's parking lot. 
Um, and I thought Maddie, his sister, had some real big balls here to tell him Agreed. that he was micromanaging the family while calling him for every little thing, even though we have established he's got a support system set up. There yeah. is help. And she knew what his filming schedule was and how important it is that he get and keep this role because their family's financial future yeah, is they at got stake. No money. They're broke. They're basically Ugh. broke because he's working what like for a local theater company like doing like, he's doing like lighting and stuff yeah, yeah. Like, he's not he's not bringing in the big he's not bringing in the ink books and also like when she calls you know that she called freaking out because he tells her maddie calm down yes so like clearly she's making a big deal out of it and then all of a sudden it's like no it, it's cool like you need to chill <laughs> it's like okay girl yeah maybe you need a reality check of <laughs> Uh, of your part in this. And regarding reality checks, Nolan gets two of them. One from Steph, his agent who shows up and honestly seems like a nightmare to have as an agent because she is terrifying. Or um, amazing. <clears throat> I, I mean, feel like she's, for someone like, no, like if you are- Oh no, he a, needs a, if, a yeah, fur like, hand for like sure. Depending on your personality, like Steph is either a dream come true or a nightmare. Yes. But so she sets him straight and is like, you'd need to not, uh, disclose to people your home situation because they will see it as like you're unreliable and you're already seen as unreliable because you answer your phone in the middle of the fucking yeah. scene. And then Gretchen d- doesn't oh, quite tear this. him a new asshole, but is like, do you think that any of the women on this set could get away with the shit that you get away with? Yeah, and also and just really gives him some some tough love perspective. She does because, and I think also she has a unique perspective because they were both like famous around the same time, like yes. her as like a child star and stuff. So. And she says, she, like, very rightfully calls him out to be, like, all, like, your bad boy image. Like, that's just seen, like, people love that about you. And the shit you get away with, like, if you think me or any other woman could get away with this and it would be charming or tolerated, like, check your privilege, motherfucker. Yes. Which I was very happy she called him out on it. But actually, he gets put in his place three times because... My favorite, Sunny is in town. Oh, hell yeah. Nolan finds out what happens to be and tries to go visit her in the hospital. And Sunny is like, oh no, you need to get the fuck out of here with this bullshit. And she says, you are a fuckboy and fuckboy visiting hours don't resume until tomorrow. Love her. I love Sunny. She is my favorite. Unsurprisingly, she is my fucking favorite. <laughs> I love a best friend. And, one- and I love a well-written best friend. I will say one of my favorite things about this book, and, like, you see it in the beginning when they interact and, like, more as the book goes on, because now, like, Sunny is here. She's taking yeah. over, um, ha- like, doing the hair for the, for the movie. And I love her friendship with B. It feels so honest and realistic yes. like i was like when i was reading i was like this actually feels like two best friends where i feel like a lot of times like in books and tvs and movies like you're like oh we're best friends but like we never text they don't keep into like all these one is actually really, really mean like, yeah i was like oh there were certain moments that i was like kelsey and i do this shit like yes it like that's what felt friendship so is. real and i was like it was so refreshing to see like an actual realistic depiction of female friendship where it's like, oh, like B talks about texting Sunny or like keeping her updated and things like that. And like, I, I loved it. Yeah, it's, it was great. And um, 
B, once she's feeling up to it, does confront Nolan about abandoning abandoning her on the horse. And Nolan comes clean to her about his family, which I think is important. Although it does make B let him off the hook more than I would like. I agree. Where she's like immediately on his side where like he still owed you something there too. Like don't, again, don't pity this boy too much. Um, But... Yeah, I agree. I I did. That was one of like the few things that I was like, I would have liked to see like her stand up for herself and like rightfully like call him out on his bullshit and like kind of hold him accountable. Clearly, she she really was one of the few people that wasn't really holding him accountable. No. um, And and he and they really do just they kind of like go right into having makeup sex where Nolan threatens to take her over his knee, but then doesn't. And don't tease me like this. It is cruel. First, no sex toys. Now, no spanking. I <clears throat> I was left wanting. I did want more follow through on the spanking. But he does say a very hot quote where he's kind of like, kind of like lightly demeaning her or giving her like a little degradation kink about her like coming and still not being satisfied where he says like, We've been fucking all night and you're still not satisfied, are you? And every person walking down our hallway this morning is going to know it. They're going to know you can't come enough to keep that pretty pussy happy, aren't they? Uh, is that on page 255? It is on two. It's on page 254. Okay, so I highlighted 255 is 100% Sierra Simone. I would stake a kidney on it. Oh, yeah. That's, you can, there are just some things that I was like, I know who wrote this part. Um, but that that was so good. And you can tell after this that B and Nolan have caught feelings. They don't want this situationship to end, but they can't figure out a way to make the sex work and his rehabilitated image work together. And so they're trying to sort of like figure out a way, like a path forward together. Mm -hmm. Basically like the path forward that he comes up with in his mind is that like, Oh, like we'll be together, but like we can't just be publicly out in the open just in case, like with your past and things like that. So like you'll, we'll be together, but in secret. It was giving Benedict Bridgerton. I immediately B says to him, like, Oh, I understand. And she says, like, oh, I'll take whatever, like, Too good whatever, however I can world. get you. And I was like, oh, no, girl, you deserve better than this. Yes. Like, you, it, it just comes off as, like, so, it came off as, it gave me the ick, where I'm like, really? Like, you're so into her, and you, like, don't want this to end, and you supposedly see a future, but yet, oh, but we can't, I can't publicly, like, be with you this is the best you can come up with right this is not a bit and you're not trying hard enough nola yeah like those are moments where i'm like b stand up for yourself like you you know like you because it's so it felt like with every other thing in her life this felt so out of character for her where i was like oh like every other thing like you do not take that bullshit but yet like just because you had a crush on this guy when you were a teenager like, come on. I think I feel like that was, like, clouding her judgment a lot, too, because she had had such a crush on him for yeah. so long. Are that- but, yeah, and then she's like, oh, well, maybe we should cool things down, at least, like, for the rest of filming, which is about a week. It's yeah. just a week. Like, yeah, it's just really- to be clear, they've been here for yeah, and she's 50% like, of the filming, which is one week. Exactly. So they're like, oh, we're going to keep things dry and they well, do until the- filming wraps. And then... While they're agreeing to that and things are about to start heating up again, Callum Calls, who is one of um, Nolan's former bandmates. And a close family friend. Yes. And um, 
his sex tape has leaked, which is very well received by a lot of people on the crew. Oh, yeah. Um, they're really into it. They said he is big dick energy. Uh, and he's rocking a dad bod, which I love. Um, but it's it's also like really put the pressure on Nolan, who like is again under fire for being the bad boy. Yeah, the and media he actually is, like, digging up dirt. They're like, we want the ink news is hot. We want any ink dirt we can find. And so he he and B go out on a little like ice skating date and are interrupted by a journalist, um, Dominic Diamond, who was part of like the original Nolan Shaw takedown crew with the Duluth Olympics and shit. And Dominic is obsessed with ruining Nolan for some reason. Yeah, I never just really kissed. understood Like, why, yeah. the sexual tension between these like, two was palpable. That's, oh, the entire time I kept thinking, like, Dom is in, like, Nolan is openly bi. Yeah. And he was a bicon so for yeah, B, so B. And I was like, Dominic is clearly into Nolan, right? Unfortunately, we don't get closure there, but... um that's just my personal headcanon that Dominic is very, very into him. But Yeah. And then also during this time, I don't think there's like a slight side plot that B has been getting kind of threatening text messages from a fellow porn star, Jack, who she had agreed to do. He's going through a bad divorce and he's kind of getting blacklisted in the industry. So she had a, she felt bad and she had agreed that she would do this scene with him. But then all of a sudden when she got pilled in last minute to do filming yeah. Um, that she couldn't do it. So like she tells Jack and he doesn't really take it well and she promises to make it up to him, but she's not sure how. So throughout this, like every once in a while he'll kind of pop back up and be like, you know, like, you better make this up to me. And he's like kind of like like vaguely like vaguely threatening. So vaguely threatening and yes. like Yeah, like you better the call me out or like optics not I'll, good. I'll ruin you. Like some of it is blatantly <clears throat> threatening where he's like, Oh, like you'll regret this if you don't make this right or like you know that kind of stuff real he also a messy bitch who loves drama oh big time um jack is the messiest bitch and the mess continues because then nolan's family secrets are leaked because maddie is a typical teenager uh and blasts yeah she has a finsta and blasts everything online so nolan to kind of um get ahead of this talks to Emily Albright, the figure skater from the Duluth Olympics that was part of his, like, initial downfall. Mm -hmm. And they basically are going to set the record straight on what happens. So he does an interview with Dominic on his family where he stands up for them and he asks for privacy. And he's like, I don't want you to think of my mother as a victim, which I thought was really beautiful. But then he gets into Duluth and how that night he wasn't... Emily was with the two European speed skaters, but he was not with her. She called him because she had food poisoning. And the unfortunate part was that he was photographed, yeah, helping, he like taking her out to. There was a photographer right outside of the door, like yes. when everything was going down. So he actually like didn't take part in any of this. He and Emily didn't hook up at all. No. And so he'd been blamed for years for something he didn't do. And he's like, I would do it again. I, I came to the aid of a friend. Like, I, mm-hmm. I helped someone who needed it. And so after, things are really looking up for him in this, yeah. this Can whole... Can I say, I don't understand why he didn't just connect with Emily years ago and resolve this way sooner. Like, it, I, it was one that I didn't think about who in the moment. Say? But then as it went on, I was like, why didn't you just talk to her? Because Nolan is the epitome of so hot, so, so dumb. dumb. <laughs> um... But, I mean, Gretchen Gretchen is, like, softened to him at that point and apologizes. She's like, I had no idea. Like, 
I mean, it's still unprofessional as fuck for you to be answering so your phone. Unprofessional. But she, there's a lot of unprofessionalism going on in this, this is fucking, true. In this set. So everything is looking up for him, yeah, even more like, so. Oh, yeah, we'll adjust the schedule so we can, you know, if we we're going to get you home by Christmas, scenes, like, quicker. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's it's all going really well, and then he kind of stumbles. This is like my most favorite iconic Sierra Simone moment, where Nolan. Um, finds B in a chapel in a wedding dress from like the beginning of the movie where she runs away from her current day fiance. And Mm -hmm. she, she's sitting in there after filming his wrapped and is second guessing what she is to Nolan. And this hot dum dum. She's having like the dress is also like giving her a lot of thoughts about like the future future and what she wants. And yes. Um, And this hot dum dum strolls in and (laughs) eats her. He eats her out on the altar, and I was home. I does Sierra Simone just like writing about fucking in churches? Because I am super into it. I, but I'm like, is this sure her whole, personal like, brand? Either at the beginning or end of priest, she writes like a whole thing about why she wrote priest. So yes, so I, there's a whole series. They're all you know. I know, but I was so into, I was I, like, I recommend yes, books. I, Sean Bell is the superior Bell brother. It's like getting into your own bed. You know, after you've been away for a while, it's like when, when I read Sierra Simone. <laughs> staying at a hotel and now you're home in your own bed. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Just getting dicked down in the church. Yes. <laughs> but it was it was very hot. Um, especially Nolan orders her to her knees at some point there. And I like yeah. a little bit of a bossy Nolan moment. I do too. Um, but it, it was hot for him and B, and it just, they're great. To get not just when they're fucking, but you know they've they have really great chemistry. Um, but it's it's given them both a lot of a lot of um, things to think about with regards to their future. Um, great news! Around this time, the script is finally done. The final line in the script has been written by Pearl, and it is a Moulin Rouge quote. Yeah, <laughs> she's been trying time, to figure out the meaning of Christmas. Up. And she says, the meaning of Christmas is just to love and be loved in return. Yeah. And I love Poor that. Gret- girl. I love Gretchen, who's like, no, there's no way that's. No. She's like, please tell me, like, Anything I let my girlfriend write this script and she didn't just fuck off and just <laughs> plagiarize Moulin Rouge. I love that Gretchen actually is like just spitballing and she's like, no, the true meaning of Christmas is just love is a gift you can give year round. And everyone's like, oh shit, that's actually really good. Yeah. And she's like, write it down, write it down, right, write it we're down. We're filming it now. Yes, everyone get to set. Cut, um, wrap. I mean, and they do. Nolan's final scene is shot. He goes home for Christmas. He has this like, they they circle back to the first scene that they shot. They have to redo the kiss. And that's when he tells B he's leaving. And he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't tell you earlier. I was busy fucking you in a church last night. <laughs> and like, you know, and, and I didn't want yeah. you to think like, and I she just, also is very, like, she's sad to see him go. And also, like, him seeing her in the wedding dress, he's having thoughts about the future. Yes. And, like, that he wants one with B, But still not enough to be like, oh, I'll claim you publicly. And B is Secret also, girlfriend. So, B is really sad that he's leaving. But also because she's like, well, I want to be going home for Christmas, too. Like, I want to see my moms. And they want to see me. And it's, you know. Yes. But... Wonderful plot twist. And it's not really a plot plot twist. Wonderful surprise. B's mom's actually turned up for Christmas after Nolan yeah. leaves. And just in time for the shit to hit the fan in a big way. Oh, yeah. Because. Yeah, B has, like, she sees right before, like, her mom show up, Jack has left B, like, a threatening voicemail. He called, he called her eight times. And he's like, I think the voicemail just says, like, yeah, you're going to want to call me back. And she tries calling him back. No answer. 
and they're just trying to have a fun like crew dinner and they're having like wings and beer at the dirty snowball and all of a sudden like she b sees nolan's um agent steph go outside and take a phone call and then teddy goes out and then teddy's like hey we need to talk and found us out kid yeah and it was it this was like it was extra sad sad because her like her mom's there and she's so happy to see them and they have this really nice conversation and moment where they're like talking her and they're like all excited because her moms you had found out are like so supportive of her career they've gone to her porn shoots yeah like much to be chagrin where she's like i love you it's uh it's kind of how i i felt like it was similar to how i feel with my family with this podcast where i'm like (laughs) i love you and i really appreciate your support but you don't have to listen to this. Like you don't have to hear me talk about things that I found what hot my in a sex are. scene. Yeah, yeah. like I, the I, shit that I'm into. I'm okay with you never knowing that about me. Mm-hmm. But and then they're saying how like oh they're just excited um, for like this for something that her grandma can actually watch. You know, because it's just not you know, the porn is. They support her, but it's not grandma's thing, which I loved. And then they make sure it's like an important thing for, there's this really touching moment where they tell her like, you can never disappoint us. And don't for a minute think we are more proud of you for this than we are for your adult work. We raised a self-assured, confident young woman who is compassionate and clever. Whatever makes you happy makes us happy. And I was just like, oh, I love parenting. I just love like the, oh, the whole like everything around this novel with like sex work being real work and not being something you should be shamed for. And, you know, you still deserve to be supported. And I, I loved it. I I did too. So good. And it's just so needed and like important and a hundred percent. Yeah. And, but then, well, yeah. So right after that, right after that lovely touching moment, Dominic Diamond's article drops. Yeah, they've and they've been found out. They've all been found out. Turns out Prancer didn't, in fact, keep that photo private like she said she would. Surprise, surprise. And B is just full on displayed in the worst way on the internet. And the kind mm-hmm. of vitriol that she gets is exactly what you would expect. Like yep. they're shaming her for being a sex worker and for being a woman and being plus sized. And it's it was a perfect storm of hate. And I really f- you know that real women experience this and I it made it so much sadder because you're like, wow, this isn't this isn't the fantasy part of this book. This is the part that's very real and happens to people yeah. every single day. And to make it worse for B, Steph basically orders Nolan to disavow her in a press release to cover his ass. And well, like she doesn't order him. She says, Well, like, she's this, like, this, this is, is how I don't recommend sink your ship. And also, like before, like she's been trying to get a hold of Nolan and he's not answering. And she because well, he's look up, still like, on he a gave, flight. Yeah, he yeah. gave his flight number and she looks it up and she's like, His flight landed a half hour ago. So she's like, Why isn't he returning any of my calls? Sonny gives her weed gummies to help her like sleep and calm down. They're like, take a shower. I will say one critique that I have. Because B has never taken weed gummies, so she's doing edibles. She's doing edibles for the first time, and she's popping them like fucking movie theater popcorn. And I was like, "Oh shit! I w- no, this girl is gonna be tripping fucking balls. This is not gonna help you sleep. You're gonna be having f- the most fucked up fucking thoughts, like happened to me, where I just had like a whole like I think I did like a half a cookie." And I was thinking, the, I was tripping fucking balls, thinking the most crazy shit, thinking like, oh, I thought that I, I was trapped in like 
I remember mostly being trapped in this thought of like, what if I've lost my mind and I just, and I know oh, it, and but just I like can't stop thinking about it. So I was like, this bitch is going to be like, she's fucked. Yeah. And then she was just, she just slept. She just like, she choked NyQuil and just slept for a long ass time. Yeah. So Nolan is like missing B really bad. It's like, she's all he can think about. And then he finally gets off the plane. He sees like, his phone has basically gone nuclear, and Steph has a voicemail. It's like, play dumb, play dumb. He tries you know calling. Nothing. Yeah, he tries calling B back, but he doesn't get an answer. And then, uh, like, I, it's, um, and, but yeah, then Steph suggests, like, all right, we're going to, I'm going to put together this press release of you, like, kind of, like, completely, like, denying any part of it. And she's like, but I'll send it to you for approval well and yeah let but me know so i'm like so he's not really for like she doesn't just send it out like he actually approves it and oh, sends yeah. her a thumbs up because also like he talks to callum and count like also quick side note callum left the industry and makes pizzas but they live in fucking kansas can we have a moment there's no way callum's pizzas are good right there's no way like, I prove me. Maybe firmly believe the only pizza, the only good pizza is where we live Same, right now. Like we're on which the East is coast, like is like the pizza it's capital. Pizza, it's yeah. delicious. Everything so, else like, is just no way that fucking made. Kansas pizza is not garbage. Listeners, if I'm wrong, please if let you're me from know. Kansas, I, I feel like I did get very aggressive there, and I'm sorry. <laughs> if you met I, someone from I New England, you'll understand the pizza obsession. That your pizza is not trash. Um, but yeah, so and Callum's comparatively kind of to him like oh like. I get like what's going on with B, but like Nolan's feeling conflicted because he's got bills to pay and all this stuff. And Callum kind of says like, like I get that you really have feelings for this girl because of course Nolan blurts out that he's in love with her. Um, Idiot. And Callum's kind of like, so dumb. well, okay, maybe slow your roll, but also like family comes first. So like, yeah, make sure. So he kind of has that in his head. So Nolan reads the statement and then sends a thumbs up and approves it for Steph. And that's that's the thing is that like Steph only gives him the one path forward and of course Nolan Nolan, Nolan signs adult. off on it. But I mean, but he also pays her to to strategize his public image. And I think yeah, like but if he's he told, fucked I up think enough that if in he the book. If he told her I don't approve of this, like let's find another path, then she would like try well, to figure out a way. And he he was I, afraid I, that I, she would I'm jump at him. I'm at the point right now with this with Nolan where I was like Mm, you need to be held accountable because once we get to oh, the no. statement, that's what I mean. Mm. Like he's fucked up enough at yeah. this point in the story that even and he he even says like he knows what it's like to be the target of hate online, and he does this anyway. And I just it's so disappointing that he does that. Where I think yeah. it would have been like it it would have been better for him to say to fight back on this a little bit and to like take back some of the fucked up things that he's done throughout the story so far where he's been like unreliable and irresponsible and shit like give him this one moment to like not he doesn't have to talk to B yet I guess I can yeah. get into this during or, my review but it like the I, way he does this seems out of character for someone that's experienced to some degree what B is currently experiencing and then still tells and then her uses it to call her out on it because he's like oh well of course like I've experienced that and I think also like it wasn't like this like he just like approved the statement as is he totally could have gone and said like okay I'm I'm down for the statement but like maybe because the line in the statement that really fucking ground like I was like this one grinds my gears was 
Nor does he condone the predatory nature of pornography. That's what killed me. I was like, that line, like most of the statement I felt like was kind of like, distancing himself little boilerplate like that one felt the most like personal and like just straight up throw you under the bus and demean you and shame you for what you do that i actually pay and contribute to. i am a avid consumer of your industry but i'm gonna like publicly shame you for it yeah i uh, fuck that yeah and then he calls put and then b of course just answers and i was like i would have sent that bitch to voicemail for a while when he still wants to be together and then he tells her very selfishly that he's in love with her and she's like i that's not enough i she she actually says nolan i don't need you to love me in private i need you to love me in public for the whole world to see and that's not something you're prepared to do and she was absolutely right yes and oh that, yeah i i really enjoyed that and also because he says to her like while they're talking about it and she's like trying to tell him that she's upset and what his like that statement and how he's handled it has really hurt her and then he just was like, oh, oh, it's not a big deal. Like, it's not a big deal. It's not real. And I was just like, fuck. It's real for her. Like, that was just so gaslighty and shitty. Yeah. And like, but so I did like that she pushed back on him. And like, I did wish she went a little harder on him. Yes. But I, I got that, like, she's not really the type that's going to, like, lose her temper and really, like, scream and go off on him. Um, but, and she also tells him that, like, she's like, I'm a million people's dirty little secrets, so I don't need to be yours as well. And it, like, and she also can tell, like, him telling her that he loves her feels like a desperate attempt to her. That, yeah, exactly. It's, that yeah, was like, it manipulative. Like, it just feels so shitty, like, to have someone tell me that, that they love me, but it's not even just because like they want to express this much and they need me to know it. It feels like this desperate attempt to manipulate my emotions and to get me to stay with them. Yes. So I love that she I did like that she stood her ground. Although I would have liked her to fucking rip him a new one a little more. Same. I mean, it doesn't take him long. We know you every listeners know we love our pound of flesh being taken. We do. Um and and Nolan comes to his senses yeah, pretty Nolan quickly. Nolan feels sorry for himself and I was not. No, he's busy pouting. But bless his mother. Yeah, like, she she, didn't say she loved me back. You didn't I was deserve like, it, butthole. Yeah. Um. In positive news, we do learn that it wasn't Jack that sold out B. And yeah. Gretchen and Pearl are really supportive of B. They're mad at Teddy, rightfully so. And Gretchen is a little bit mad at herself because she's like, this explains the the uh audition or not the audition photo the the headshot with nipples I, included. I did love when she like they're having that whole conversation and she like tells b that she's like oh i'm not mad at you at all teddy a little bit mad at you but uh, but she's like oh but you know the headshot with with the nipples i should have asked maybe, more questions maybe that's on me <laughs> um and there's so at this point there's been I no love gretchen. I, gretchen I do too i want a gretchen and pearl story yeah i um, i loved it i <laughs> i did there was a few moments of b where i was like girl quit while you're ahead because after she's like wait Gretchen you're not mad at me and she says to her let me get this right you know I'm a porn star and you're okay with that just to be clear a lot of my stuff isn't like Cinemax softcore it's like porn porn like OBGYN exam levels of (laughs) pornographic and I was like hilarious but quit while you're ahead girl like don't you're off the hook yeah don't force her into being mad at you yes um Gretchen is just the go and she just like completely reassures her that she's like there's nothing shameful about being a sex worker and she's like it just would have been nice for you to give me a heads up um 
And uh, and she's like, we're still finishing this movie. If you want and, to. Oh, I love it. Yeah, because so the, the Hope Hat Network hasn't commented on this scandal um, at any point. So it's left in B's hands. And I love that B is like, let's finish that. Like, let's get this done. And while they're... <laughs> They're they're finishing this, and then B heads home to Texas with her moms. And while this is happening, Nolan is figuring out his grand gesture. And his grand gesture is going to involve driving across the country from Kansas to California. And he one, he's going to connect with his old bandmate Isaac, which is sweet. Although it doesn't really, not a lot happens there. They just no, reconnect it's like a little a very bit. Very brief stopover. You would yes. like learned a little but, bit more about like Isaac throughout the book. <clears throat> But Nolan gives Dominic a second interview and comes out in support of sex workers, as he should have done from the very beginning, and then especially with B. And he makes a good, a few good points in his speech about the media industry at large, about, like, they want to consume the idea of humanity, but then, like, getting as close to it as you would, like, say, through sex work, mm-hmm. um, you're suddenly, you know, morally offended. Um, and then he tells B that he loves her in front of the whole world. A little late, in my opinion. Yeah. But hey, I, she loves him too, and I guess that's yeah. all that matters. And I will say, it, I felt like the second interview, like, I was a little meh on the grand gesture. I think mostly because we just had the Dominic Diamond interview. Yeah. So having another one, like, so soon, it just felt like a little repetitive and kind of meh. Like, I liked him, like, publicly um, coming out and like saying I love you in front of, and you know not gonna yeah. like love her in secret and stuff like that. I felt like that was really necessary, but I almost wish there was like something slightly different. I I needed yeah. a little variety. And then to kind of put a bow, bow on the whole thing, um, Nolan then drives to B's mom's house in Texas and shows up to proclaim proclaim his love again for her. And B and Nolan have sex in her childhood bedroom, which is still packed this, full of ink posters. This is my nightmare. This scene Oof. was my nightmare. I don't know. Because I am team, like, I'm, I was team, like, I'm team hooking up with your childhood crush. Like, that is, I still stand by that fantasy. AJ McLean, I don't know if you're single, but if you are and you happen to listen to this podcast, I would let hit, you dick me down hard. Hit Krista um, up. But my childhood crush seeing my posters of them on the wall like on the wall is legitimately horrifying like they can firmly know that i had a crush on them but i don't need them to have physical evidence well who would have been on your wall secondhand embarrassment of this killed my boner so hard well who did you have posters of on your wall as a kid just during my backstreet boys phase it was mostly aj mcclain um i also was like I had I was really into like pop punk, so I had a lot of like or like um I had a lot of him posters from like oh, really value I had. or like messed. Um Good Charlotte. I'm trying to think I had a lot of posters. I was a poster girl. Like especially in my boy band days, I had it was mostly Backstreet Boys. I had a boys to men one up one too. Like a teen magazine, like Teen B, J14. Hell yeah. I was pulling out those free posters. I was paying for those posters at FYE. Like, <laughs> my, the only posters of, like, that I remember having in my, my room as, like, a teenager are 
Legolas from The Lord of the Rings, and also him. I had a lot of him posters. Yeah, I had a lot of um, him. But not a lot, because I, I didn't really have that much wall space, really, to put stuff up. But I, I, I would be mortified if Orlando where I had Bloom too much saw. wall space. But you're, Especially Legolas. while you're fucking them. Yes, like nightmare, nightmare. I'm uh, not, I don't need you to look... I don't need you to look at pictures of you while I'm fucking you. But also, um, your Legolas comment brought up my most embarrassing childhood one because my parent I love my parents. And they always They're wonderful. Like, they're they are wonderful and they are always very thoughtful in the gifts they get me, where they always get me a gift that is in the vein of things that I love and I'm really into. But it most nine times out of ten, it's always something that I would not want. So one year for my birthday, because I was in love with Orlando Bloom as Legolas in the Lord of the Rings film. Like I mean, in love with him. As a girl. I just thought he was so fucking, oh, I was all about it, obsessed. And they very kindly got me a life-size cardboard cutout of him. I love this. And to this day, I truly believe that that is the reason that Orlando Bloom and I did not end up together. I was like, ho- I remember being like horrified when I got this that I was like, oh my God, how are we ever going to be together? It's so embarrassing that he's going to know that I had this life side cardboard cutout because that was what was keeping Orlando Bloom and I apart. The life size cardboard cutout that my parents got me. Not just my, like, not the fact that we never would most likely meet in life for any other realistic reason why we would not be together. It was the life-size cardboard cutout. That's it. Listen, I'm willing to buy into that theory with you. Yeah, that's that's, that's my that's what conspiracy the theory. Uh, well, to sorry, well, but B doesn't have a problem with it. No, because um, she plays with Nolan's asshole and uh, he starts to eat her out and. Yeah, and and all's and, and well that I ends well. I did enjoy him teasing her about like, oh, this. I bet you this is one of like your childhood fantasies come true. So I was into that. I just wish when the they posters did, weren't there. They did role play a little bit where he's like, oh, our tour bus broke down. Like, yeah, how can I repay you for giving me a room to stand? Which was again legitimately funny, and like, like what a cute way to wrap it up. And you know, we love wrap up spice. But uh, I don't know if I could have sex with a teen crush with 45 pictures of them dressed in, like, full 90s fits. No, not Looking down on it. No. But. And also there was, can I have a quick moment about this creepy quote? There was, like, this one quote in here that, so he said, but I do feel possessive of your heart, I guess. I want to have it. I want to keep it. And all I could think was, this sounds like something a serial killer says to you right before they murder you. And I put literally, your heart in a jar. Like, no. I was like, it's like the one quote that I was like, that's a miss for me. No, that was not as romantic as you thought. I watched too many uh, I was like, true I, crime documentaries. Yeah. I was like, I buy. know what you're going for. But in a, I, feel, I feel like that's one that in a fantasy context, it would have worked better. But in a real life, like temporary romance i was like i don't want to think about any guy that i meet being like i want to possess your heart i want to keep that heart girl no i was like you're gonna murder me i'm gonna be on another podcast oh god no no but um yeah Yeah, i i I see where you're coming from but now nolan is all chill about everything with his family yes all's well that ends well the shit storm following bees reveal actually leads to some really positive conversations about sex work and fat phobia and sexuality and more and then the buzz around the movie and its stars 
has audiences just demanding the release of this film. So yeah, like the, the, it the went so of, well. Like it does quickly <clears throat> took a turn. Yes. and instead of being like really like anti beaten like giving like oh so shock clutch our pearls drama they really get like this fan the fans kind of come together and like yes. we want to see this and they like clamor for it and demand <clears throat> the hope channel put it out and they do and now they're also gonna do um hope after dark yes so do some spicier stories stories that you and i would be into yes um and passion B, their passion flicks and b gets more work but keeps her closed door account and because she and nolan have a really healthy conversation about her continuing to you know pursue her career however she sees fit mm-hmm. nolan gets more work and his money issues are resolved yeah, he's basically gonna be they're gonna re um vitalize the um, boy band boot camp that yes. how how ink was put together they're going to revitalize it and nolan is going to be one of the judges steph they're- and teddy are fucking oh, everyone a, gets a happy a ending story. i i love that give us a steph and teddy story and callum's her new client yes with his sex tape and teddy wants to release his wants him to license his sex tape uh and make money off of it as you should yeah um if if it's released you should you know yeah, that Be kid's the recipient got a career. That of, dick's got a career. Yes. <laughs> that is a merry little meet cute. I feel like this is the longest we've talked about a book ever. Yes. But, and I know we... we I, I feel like we went off on a lot of side tangents that sorry. I got us on, so I apologize. Um, but with that, what what was your review of this book? I gave it a four... I gave it four stars. For overall, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very fun. I just thought the premise just worked so well it like had a good amount of comedy it like it wouldn't this i think would lend itself really well to an adaptation like i, I would die. love to see this adapted it, i want it thank you more than anything um unsurprisingly sunny was my absolute favorite i would love to see a book about her i kept yes. i kept getting the vibe that this book felt like the start of a series with, like each ink so member and Sunny, like so which i support um i really liked b and the framing of sex work in this as not being shameful and it's real work and just the posit and the body positivity like there was so much about this that i really enjoyed and i feel like this book gave me a lot of things that while we're reviewing things that, that were critical of in other romances or things that we wanted to see, like I felt like we got this and that. Like there was a lot of really, for the most part, it, there was a lot of good conversation about mm-hmm. things and like open and honest dialogue. And it really worked. I felt like there weren't moments that like the plot dragged because of it. Like where sometimes like some of my critiques, I'm like, oh, well, would it just be boring? But well, I found it really enjoyable. Like, it's also organic. It's not yes. like a forced conversation where you're like, wow, this is this kind of reads is like a little performative. Yeah. It's like, like a real it's it it all felt really genuine. Yes, yeah, so um, which for a contemporary, I I want it more to feel more realistic. Yes. If it takes place in a world that like I could realistically live in. Um I did wish that B had given nolan a bit more hell for his treatment of her pound of flesh like yeah like i just like she deserved better than how he treated her a good amount of things especially like the oh like we'll keep it secret kind of thing like nolan i did go back and forth on like sometimes and overall i did really enjoy him there was never a moment where i was like i fucking like except for maybe the the that line in the statement that he approved but even then i was like i'm mad at you but i'm not like I want you to burn in hell for all eternity. No, I just, um, I'm mad. 
but like sometimes he really, really was a fuckboy, and it was hard for me to not be resentful of him at times during the story, especially with him wanting to keep the relationship with B a secret and his handling of the scandal. Like, what I really needed at the end, like, the end felt a little abrupt in the wrap up. Like, it wrapped up like way too quick. And I really need, like, I, I understood why he did the grand gesture. I liked that part of it. But I also wanted, and I needed a real, like, personal apology from Nolan to be, which, like, what happened, like, earlier in the book, where I think, like, when they talk about him accidentally calling her Bianca, and he apologized. So there are those moments where he does that, but that was such a big moment, and it really hurt her. So I needed, like, yes, because she wanted you to love her in front of the whole world and not make her feel like a dirty little secret. Like that part of it was important, but you also, I needed that balance of having like a personal, like I love you and I hurt you and I'm sorry. Yes. And I'm going to continue making this right. Yes. Yeah. So what were your thoughts? Well, what was your, so you oh, my four. Spice. Yeah. What was your spice rating? My spice, Um, I would say three and a half, three, three and a half. Cool. I feel like it, it was, definitely much spicier than i was expecting i thought the spice in this was going to maybe be like a little toned down a little more fade to black so i liked that it was on the spicier side yes. i thought that was that was a treat it was so um i really really liked this books for a lot of the reasons you've already mentioned like like the content wise having a plus size woman who is confident and seen as desirable and knows that she is and the the cover le- the cover and the way that it's written leave no question mm-hmm. about her being plus size and it has my heart for that alone because it's so important that you be deliberate in your representation and you not question like oh is she really or is she just is she written as curvy is like b calls like herself bryce fat quinlan. she is very yes like bryce quinlan in, in crescent city who like in my mind is firmly plus size um but i that's like a vague one or it's yeah like curvy yes no, she's like, like be, definitely voluptuous but i think she is more plus size. she could be straight size you know yeah. yeah exactly or even like poppy in from blood and ash exactly like, i think that one does i think from blood and ash does a little bit more of a better like job of making poppy like a little more clearly plus size but, but even it shouldn't that, be a it's, question it's still, yeah yeah like you could argue exactly so and and it she be absolutely was well represented and i i love that and i think there are a ton of important conversations around sex work around bisexuality and i i think there's a part where b is in that media shitstorm where she's being accused of performative bisexuality where she's just feeding into the straight male fantasy of mm-hmm. what it is it's a great conversation to have because that is often the perception of what it is it's like oh yeah oh, you're, well, you're, you're not you're bi, bi you're just greedy you're you're bi for your boyfriend like you would just have a threesome with another one and that's mm-hmm. not like one our two main interest two main love interests are both bi and you have the conversation about that type of criticism. And it was, I was really excited to see it. Um, ter- uh, turns out as a bi woman, it's really nice to see those things. <laughs> it's, again, representation. Now, Our bi queen. Yes. <laughs> um, so what I didn't love was Nolan's third act fuck up. I would have loved to see him release a statement saying he stands with B and the team on Duke the Halls and leave it at that. And so then that still leaves in question what their relationship is going to be because of his image without Mm -hmm. making him seem such like a prick about the whole thing. Yeah. And then give Dominic the interview 
double down, not just on supporting her, but call out everything that he did in the interview and then say publicly that he's in love with her in front of the whole world. And the rest of that follows really well. But his image can be damned at that point where he's like, you know what? This is what's right. And it, it his image in Ink was a bad boy. And what's more punk than being like, yeah. We don't punch down. Like these pe- sex work is real work. I stand with them. You're all fucking consumers of it anyway. Don't act like you're not. Yeah, like, like you've been openly bisexual the, from the beginning, which you're a bicon. Like, at a t- at the time, like when he was, it was a, a rarity and something like people still avoided yes. and didn't really talk about. So I'm like, you've been so open about so many other things. Like it was like really? Yeah. So I, I would have liked to see that. And then I will say it again, Chekhov's dildo. If you were <laughs> yes, I was gonna I was like, oh, the one thing I forgot to say, so I'm glad you brought it back up. <laughs> yes. I wanted a sex toy scene. Sierra no Simone, scenes with Julie toys. Murphy, please, if you do like a, if you release a special edition, I would like a, I would like to personally request a bonus scene of B and Nolan using those toys. I don't even care which one it is. Yeah. I, it can be one. I don't care. Just give it to us. They're, they're, they're at least there one are toy. self-proclaimed toy enthusiasts. I would like multiple, but. I, you know, I'll take one. I'll, whatever I'll, I can acceptable. get. One is acceptable. So overall, I gave it four and a half out of five just on the book itself. And then for Spice, I gave it a three out of five because I think the Spice was good. And some of it was really hot, but there was also a good amount of kind of like fade to black yeah. or like leave it to your imagination or whatever. And then the no toy use. Um, so it had a lot of really good flavor, but I could have used more heat if you know yes, what I mean. I think that's a good try. I, I, yeah, I feel like so, I agree with you. I, I'm going to agree that three on this the spice scale but would i recommend this book to literally every oh, human yeah. i will not stop talking about this it will become my entire personality and the next time someone's like what's the best book you've read recently i'll say a merry little meet cute it's just so fucking good like the parts of it that are that i was annoyed with are parts that i'm annoyed with and like there's not a perfect okay that's not true red white and royal blue is perfect every other that's book I've jones in the six was also perfect oh i we did didn't read love that, that. For the podcast but i <clears throat> I love yeah. that. But a lot of romance I have criticisms with because yes. they are a little like a little um, you know, I don't want to call it silly, but like there's some there's some like ridiculous things that yeah. happen it's the, on I purpose. Like it's That's tro- like yeah, yeah, it's like the tropey nature of it. And I will say I like I this is it was just an enjoyable read overall, but it it added that added that extra layer of like being a holiday read and I do feel like holiday romances there is maybe it brings out the holiday spirit in me where I also am a little bit more tolerant for things that maybe like would drive me nuts. Although this, I will say, I don't think this really had it where I was like, I can no, take like I had a so real much cheesy, fun. like ridiculous thing um, for a holiday romance. Um, but this like, yeah, I don't feel it didn't really have too much. Like it's the so stuff fun. that was like ridiculous was, was more fun and you could go along with it. It didn't feel like, it was ridiculous in a good way, yes. in like a fun way, not in like a. This is ridiculous and it's fucking killing me. No, this I mean so ridiculous stupid. in in an enjoyable yes. way. Yeah. So, was there anything that we didn't talk about? About I mean, we've gone on for no ever. So no, I feel like that was. I mean, I could keep going, but I don't need to. Same. Same. <laughs> so uh, I guess that's everything then for a merry little meet cute. And I hope everyone enjoyed this journey as much as we did. We're going to be back again on January 5th with The Swede by Maureen Smith. And this came as a recommendation from our friend Solana. So thank you. We love you, Solana. We can't wait to read and discuss. And we hope that everyone out there reading with us can't either. So that's a wrap for our 2022. 
and our first year as a podcast. Yes. So thank we you. Thank you everyone that hung out with us this year, listened to our ridiculousness, uh, who read with us, who interacted with us on social media, who in any way seemed inclined to like us, even the teeniest bit. We or love and appreciate you. Us. Yeah. Um, and we hope you have a wonderful holiday. Yes, happy holidays. <clears throat> we love and adore Whichever you ones all. you celebrate, we hope they're wonderful and you have lots and lots of smut and the best snacks. And, you know. And if you hate the holidays, just enjoy. We hope you enjoy this episode either way. Yeah. And you can enjoy other ones. And we hope to see you in January. So. We can be, we'll be your new holiday tradition. Of just like, if you're like a fuck the holidays and I just want to talk about smut, we're here for I you. I mean, I love that journey. So, right? Is that going to be my new holiday tradition? <laughs> my family will love that. I'm, I guess we'll I'm find starting out. starting a new tradition. And, <laughs> and they're going to be like, no, you're not. <laughs> hey, it's your, it's your life. You could decide how you celebrate. So, um, we hopefully we'll see you in January. And until then, read what you love and, and fuck, fuck the, the rest. rest. If you enjoyed Shelf Pleasure, please feel free to bookmark us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, or like our page on Facebook at Shelf Pleasure Pod. For questions, concerns, or recommendations on future books, please email us at shelfpleasurepod at gmail.com.